when we talk about you know deep tech within india so if you focus on very early stage right where you know the the r&d aspect of it today as we speak no there is a there is a probably little less focus on that as as a country right the innovation on that aspect is probably less than you know uh, you know developed countries which is very understandable it will take time right for that reason but at the same time the actual technology talent and other you know is 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 huge in india hi welcome to forbes india's the daily tech conversation where we bring you insights from tech entrepreneurs cxos and investors from around the world whose work has a bearing on india i'm hariyarakli and my guests today are jatin desai and venkat vallabhaneni managing partners at inflexor ventures a vc firm focused on deep tech ventures in india in this episode the duo talk about how india's engineering based ventures are beginning to mature in areas ranging from augmented reality to rocket fuel they also talk about their own aspiration to make inflexor a preeminent technology focused vc firm in india jatin venkat welcome to this podcast uh, thank you so much for making time for this and and venkat welcome back uh, we had you on this podcast about a year ago i guess so it's nice to get get an update from both of you and you guys have really uh, made a name for yourself with your focus on uh, deep tech uh, after your work at uh, parampara and now at inflexor um, so i guess no no lengthy introductions required uh, to your work within the startup world just for folks who may be you know not very familiar with your work maybe you could give us a sort of a one minute snapshot of what you focus on at uh, inflexor and we'll go from there thanks sir for having us um, so we at inflexor we are 620 crore venture capital fund primarily focusing on early stage uh, investing we also do a bit late stage investment our focus mm-hmm. is primarily on deep tech as i mentioned on uh, within deep tech we focus on the companies that are becoming you know commercially viable right that means mm. deep tech eventually becomes general purpose technologies right so uh, internet at one point was deep tech and then became you know general purpose technologies right our focus would be on the technologies that are becoming about to become gpts or general purpose technologies right that's where we focus mm. on within that we also focus on two different two two three different areas right one is india equation india for india kind of thing where there is a lot of scale that is one aspect second is india for global where there is a lot of scale and and the where they're using the technologies for for global uh, you know uh, customers right that's a, that's a second thing and third piece is obviously the deep tech where we have you know um, foc- uh, we focus on things like space right things like quantum computing right which is upcoming technologies that are becoming commercial right mm-hmm. that's the brief mm-hmm. right All right. Yeah, in fact, since you mentioned space, I saw recently uh, you've all uh, added on uh, funding at uh, Bellatrix. Might be an interesting example to talk about, uh, you know, I guess to give us a sense of the kind of companies and founders you all look at. Yes, yes. So I think, uh, you know, starting with Bellatrix, uh, so Bellatrix is in, uh, you know, into innovative space propulsion system, right? So using their uh, IP and their, you know, technology. Uh, they are creating the next generation satellite propulsion system and also as phase 2 of their plan right they will get into the space taxi business as well right so that's briefly about bellatrix since you know you specifically mentioned that uh, so it's very interesting prospect uh, and i think uh, 
the private public partnership in space in india is is increasing as as uh, i'm sure you're following the the news around it so mm-hmm. you know we are quite bullish on on belletrics and you know smart bunch of founders uh, and you know so yeah yeah so i think uh, and their space qualification uh, flight is coming up shortly as well hopefully later mm-hmm. this year right so that's briefly about uh, belletrics and i think yeah. in terms yeah and i think in terms of uh, the kind of founders uh, i mean obviously especially at a very early stage you know the, the founder quality uh, uh, is very very important right we give a huge amount of weightage especially at early stage to the founders because ultimately uh, when they are just starting out or have very early revenues and very early traction uh, ultimately to scale up and go to the next phase of growth and then you know ability to raise funds and you know uh, understand the business etc i think is very important so you know we spend enough time with the founders uh, obviously covid time there was a bit of problem in terms of face to face meetings but we spend enough time with the founders so that they get to know us we get to know them both in formal informal setting right so i think besides the quality of founder of course you know obviously the other aspects are you know uh, the technology because we are a deep tech fund you know the the tech ip that they have built uh obviously if you throw money and resources at a problem right you can pretty much solve anything uh so at least there should be an 18 to 24 months lead time in terms of the tech ip that they have built so we do a fair amount of deep dive into the into the technology piece once we like a company in the initial meetings uh mm-hmm. and then obviously the market size and you know competition entry valuation is was always important it is even more important in the current context as you know what's happening in in the in the public as well as the private markets in the last few months so entry valuation ultimately will determine right uh, our main aspect of our fiduciary responsibility is you know managing investors money and hopefully give them good returns so i think these are probably the foundational things you know uh, before we do an investment yeah interesting this uh, idea of uh, uh, identifying companies that are on the cusp of uh, as you put it becoming more general purpose technology uh, so companies that are close to uh, commercially scaling up their products and so on uh, give us a sense of uh, you know why you have selected that particular stage of deep tech companies right so definitely that's a very that's a great question actually hari right so if you if you look at indian ecosystem versus us ecosystem from the venture capital entrepreneurial side of it uh, you know india is evolving as we speak right when we mm. talk about you know deep tech within india so if you focus on very early stage right where you know the the r&d aspect of it today as we speak th- no there is a there is a probably little less focus on that as as a country right the innovation on that aspect is probably less than you know uh you know developed countries which is very understandable it will take time right for that reason but at the same time the actual technology talent and other th- you know is 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 huge in india once the once the technology is proven in in research labs and when it gets commercialized that's when the entrepreneurs from india jump they jump on it and and make it commercially viable right they no that's what is the trend we are seeing in india as we speak mm-hmm. Hope, you know that might change in the future as the india grows in in, a, in terms of economy and 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 research uh, focus and stuff like right so taking that that trend within india so 
our focus is you know look at the companies that are that are taking these you know technologies out of the lab right which is which has been proven and want to commercialize it we identify those entrepreneurs in the early stage preferably our our, our preference is to identify them very early uh, and then you know stay with them over the next 4 to 5 years to become make it really commercially viable and scale it up to the take it to the next level right so uh, that's that's a combination of you know where the country is and how ecosystem has evolved and the kind of talent we have in india at this point mm-hmm. and since you mentioned uh, the entry valuations and also more broadly the current uh, downturn uh, tell us about what you're seeing in terms of uh, you know how the downturn is treating uh, your portfolio of uh, deep tech companies are there any deep tech specific uh, trends that are emerging because of the downturn right so i'll take a first stab at it and jitin can add that add, add to that right um, you know downturn at this point probably is uh, we are probably a little early in the in the, in the downturn probably 2 3 months or a few months into this right so at this point there is a lot of impact on the public markets and the late stage companies as we speak right the valuations and 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 also the uh, how the late stage companies will will uh, probably monetize their businesses as well that area got has got a lot of impact right and whereas early stage you know before series a pre series and early stage kind of uh, in areas are still healthy but the valuations took took a hit the reason for that is these companies take long time to to mature and and get to the commercial state right i mean or or get get to the monetization state so for that reason you know these these areas are still healthy and and we tend to focus on um, you know these areas hence impact on our side is you know comparatively less uh, uh, than you know funds that are focusing on the late stage uh, companies right that's one aspect second thing is even within the early stage we also look at the deep tech come getting commercialized right so mm. once the deep tech gets commercialized there's a huge upside for the companies right but the time it takes is little longer than let's say consumer tech companies focusing on you know d2c or 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 similar kind of business models right so here it is mostly ip focused and 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 technology focused with a lot of upside and and identifying them working with them takes a different skill and and we believe that these things these companies are little less prone to uh this economic you know events right why of course there will be there will be some impact but you need to just make sure that we are helping the entrepreneurs and founders to plan well and and get through this uh time period and then they'll get back to normalcy eventually right that's our view jatin mm-hmm. if you want to add anything on top sure just to add you know to kind of a related point i think uh, as part of the dna right of 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 any fund or fund manager and particularly rk right there has to be a certain sort of discipline right which we have tried to follow and maintain even in good times right so so as venkat said for the earlier stage you know the impact seems to be a bit less than what it is at late stage and 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 uh, in the public market stage but as long as we manage the discipline right of of like we said entry valuations and not get into bidding wars etc which anyway have stopped now right in the last few months at least uh, i think uh, we 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 continue to evaluate companies on a daily basis even now and you know 
we will continue to make bet when everything checks out right uh, so i think that's how we are moving forward Mm-hmm. so this uh, being conservative in the case of deep tech uh, what does it entail i mean recently i've been learning that for example in saas companies you know you would look at uh, you know what's the arr and not really commit yourself into very high multiples of the arr and try to keep that number uh, you know conservative in, in the case of deep tech comp- engineering based companies you know and many of the uh, some of the companies that you're backing are very hardcore hardware engineering companies uh, belatrix for example uh, what would historically what have you all been uh, you know looking at in terms of valuing them and now uh, now how are you approaching it so i i can take a stab venkat please i have so i think on the especially on the deep tech early stage side i would say it is little bit more qualitative right obviously there are quantitative aspects to it so one of the biggest risks uh, you know that one would see in the deep tech is how you differentiate a company from a being a perpetual r&d or an academic project uh, when when you invest in early stage uh, as opposed to you know whether they can get out of that into commercial viability and commercial success right so i think that's the perhaps the uh, the most tricky part and and i think venkat might have mentioned in the previous podcast you know we, we are hands on technologies ourselves uh, we have good internal team who understands technology well and also you know our extended team that can cover a broad range of technology expertise uh, so obviously you know uh, that helps and we have also done uh, tech entrepreneurship uh, serial entrepreneurship ourselves right so we have been mm-hmm. on both sides of the table so that certainly helps in sort of you know that that qualitative part of uh, evaluation and and maintaining that discipline and and conservatism i guess sure mm-hmm. so other thing i would add on top is right you know the deep tech companies while we focus on getting commercialized eventually they need to be they need to follow some business model either they need to go through recurring business models such as saas software as a service or they need to get into mix of you know uh, manufacturing and 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 you know providing some sort of a consumer tech side of it or to take space they would need to follow certain models that are already there in the industry right so what happens is uh, invariably when we fund these companies we look at four to five years or more than that right how these companies may get it may evolve and and look at the data and 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 sort of look at how the valuations might you know uh, evolve as well so you know we do top down and bottom up approach to meet the market sizes and you know we do a lot of research and come up with the right valuation right so that's where you know if if everything checks out and we see the scalability we see uh, the uh, founders and model everything that's when we we invest with a proper uh, you know valuation out there that's what we meant by being conservative and database approach right we take in the in, in the in valuation Mm-hmm. and and in uh, recent times uh, what are some of the se- sectors that have uh, caught your attention i mean i know already you guys have invested in a fairly sort of broad spectrum of different verticals uh, i mean from atomberg to bellatrix uh, so if, what has caught your interest in recent times right so um first thing is as as we said deep tech you know becoming commercialized artificial intelligence has been deep tech for a long time and this become mainstream technology right now right what's happening is mm. today ai is being part of most of the companies right and mm. and you know 
artificial intelligence along with data and cloud continue to be our interest there's going to be more innovations that happen you know on, on that area for example uh, you know in the in the computer vision side of it there's a lot of evolution right and 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 you know and also uh, conversational uh, ai and 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 uh, stuff like that is is seeing a lot of activity as well yeah. artificial intelligence com- combined with cyber security right is seeing a lot of activity out there uh, mm-hmm. and which is which is of interest to us uh, obviously the, uh, there's been a lot of discussion about you know, web3 and blockchain now for people are talking about web5 right but you know web3 and blockchain especially the blockchain where you know the enterprise usages and how people are using it beyond crypto and 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 uh, nft defi kind of thing right we look at that aspect of it how people are using it and uh, and also how uh, teams are using you know um, you know uh, the whole you know web3.0 side of it uh, uh, with uh, you know from the user interface perspective as well which is uh, ar vr right you know augmented reality mixed reality that that space is also evolving a lot right so these areas would be of interest to us and one one of the things little bit too early in the game is quantum computing right uh, there are few companies that are that are coming up in india but globally there's a lot of activity going on we are watching that space very closely i think it will take few more years in our view to get to where it become they become investable from our side mm. mm-hmm. and uh, broadly uh, in in the indian uh, deep tech scene would you say that most of them are uh, you know you know for lack of a better way of putting it on the business to business side of things uh, maybe there are there are some exceptions which are con- consumer focused like, uh, is play shifu a company that you have invested in if i recall right I mean, um, uh, yeah so so can you talk about that what what kind of uh, trends are you seeing in terms of deep tech companies building you know technologies for enterprises or business slash government users versus uh, you know consumer facing uh, deep tech companies which i guess is much more prevalent you know in silicon valley or uh, elsewhere sure yeah so as you as you rightly mentioned right playshifo is a portfolio company across both our funds as is a company called atomberg right so they are both on in the consumer side using deep tech slash tech ip in in different ways uh, uh, of course our you know as venkat earlier mentioned our theme is horizontal deep tech tech ip and hence you know you see multiple verticals in our portfolio so consumer being one of them but of course you know uh, uh, bulk of our portfolio is perhaps on the b2b or the enterprise side you know with recurring uh, revenue models where lot of the commercialization into deep tech has 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 already happened and is happening at a faster pace at least in the context of india uh, and consumer i think will continue to catch up right on on the deep tech side and there are a lot of indirect use cases anyways on the consumer side with all the deep tech right you know and i'm using google for example right as a consumer obviously there's lots of deep tech going on in the background so mm. yeah so only thing i would add there is our focus is definitely on the b2b and enterprise side of it but also some of wherever there is ip strong ip we feel where even they become b2b to direct to consumer aspect for example atomberg and playshifu are are some of the examples where you know they evolve from business to business to uh no d2c in some cases and in some cases p2c so we look at where there's strong ip 
you know, which can be you know used you now either you know in different aspects of the business, mostly B two B, and and sometimes D two C and 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 B two C as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And do you uh, foresee uh, you know Inflex or building on your uh, Atomberg uh, experience, um, you know, energy efficiency and related areas, and uh, kind of jump into real hardcore climate tech startups as well. Um, I mean, beyond EVs. I mean, EVs, of course, in many ways are now mainstream. Um, but you know, companies building technologies for carbon capture or carbon sequestration and so on, um, and, and other, you know, again, physical products related to climate tech. What, what what's your view on that? So certainly, so we are not uh, obviously a single sector fund, but you know, having said that, both climate tech or you know, uh, energy efficiency, etc., is definitely an area of interest for us, especially where you know uh, there is good commercialization options, right? So, for example, in Fund One, uh, we had three companies that would fit that bill, right? Atomberg, uh, there's a company called Chakar Innovation, right? That is also into clean tech, uh, right? And and as you mentioned, Bellatrix. So Bellatrix, one of the innovations besides the, the 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 other technology advancement on the propulsion side is that they are moving away from very toxic fuel currently required for propulsion to clean mm-hmm. tech, right? To clean yeah. fuel. So that's also a, a, a overlap for clean tech, uh, climate tech for us. And you know, mm-hmm. similarly, I think you know, fund two also we have continued opportunistically very well. So certainly, it's an area of interest. We are also looking at aspects of ev right you know not the entire you know ev world but some aspects of ev where there is higher usage of technology mm-hmm. yeah it's just uh, i guess interesting uh, uh, trivia for for our listeners i i guess you are referring to the the alternative to uh, hydrazine which is very toxic as well as sort of extremely uh, inflammable and you know dangerous to handle uh, so uh, where where are they at uh, you know in in bellatrix are they Closer to commercializing a product, I, mean, I think they called it a green rocket fuel. Right, right. So I think you know, in, in, I don't know if you're aware in the space side, right? They have these uh, TRL levels, technology readiness levels, yeah, as yeah, they yeah. call it, right? From one yeah. to eight. So Bellatrix yeah. has, has multiple products in the the TRL eight kind of phase, right? And mm-hmm. like I mentioned earlier, you know, later this year in this calendar year, they'll be ready for their first uh, space qualifying flight. You know. So commercialization is also around the corner, right? Post that uh, space qualification. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I was, I was recently uh, uh, talking to one of the founders at uh, you know at Bugworks. I mean, you, you might know that you know they're working on these uh, broad spectrum antibiotics you know, for for superbugs and so on. So, one of the scientists uh, co-founders is telling me about how uh, deep. I mean, the way he looks at it, deep tech is where. The science is reasonably well known, but uh, there is serious innovation in terms of the engineering. And he was talking about how we should also encourage, you know, hard science-based startups where even the science, you know, is something that uh, you know is actually being built uh, from ground up and so on. Do you see that transition happening with, you know, VCs, you know, like Inflex are backing hard science-based uh, startups? I guess I would imagine that would sort of be the next stage of. The evolution of uh, you know the deep deep tech ecosystem in India. Sure. So we are we are definitely interested, right? You know, uh, Bellatrix for for example is is deep tech and hard engineering problems. So is Atomberg and stuff like that, right? But at the same time, on the on the on the health healthcare side of it, if you look at that sector, there is a, there is a lot of innovation that's happening in in biotech, biopharma, 
no and agri side of it as well with biologics and stuff like that right so yeah. that's all whole different sector we would be interested in as well and we are dipping our toes in one or two companies right now we are evaluating a couple of companies in that space as we gain more experience and how the companies are evolving in india we are watching that sector very very closely we will definitely get into that sector as well as we move forward and and on the financial side uh, are there any interesting models that are emerging where you know you, you, overall you get the opportunity to uh, to back more deep tech companies or to back them even more aggressively uh, but maybe in some kind of a flexible way i'm i'm sort of just thinking aloud in, in the sense that uh, you know between you and your lps are there conversations where you know people are saying i'm happy to accept uh, a lower multiple in terms of returns uh, you know if i if i can sort of you know back uh, really strong companies uh, whether it's deep tech or in climate change give us a sense of what kind of conversations are happening in terms of you know how you can change your entire sort of investment model in order to back really good entrepreneurs who are tackling very hard problems so you know again right you know um whatever model we pick right that has to be sustainable uh, mm-hmm. in the future right and uh, um in terms of different uh, financial models that are coming up um you know it's a risk and reward ratio as far as uh, you know venture capital or our fund is concerned right and uh, so deep tech in, in some cases would entitled to higher risk and and definitely higher reward as well right that's where you know you know we look at companies potentially a bit higher risk but we we are willing to take uh, when you we see the outcome would be higher reward right that's a that's a kind of model uh we would we would encourage and the company has to be self sustainable right and the model has to sustain in the future as well so uh, we we are a, we are a, we are a venture capital fund which would which which would need to you know look at uh you know providing good returns to our our lps as well on the same note identify the good opportunities um where there is a, there is a gap today where we can we can with our skill set we can identify those those companies and and invest in those companies with probably you know if there is a technology risk for example typically in this in these uh, you know um, a deep tech company there's a higher technology risk than business risk actually right there no there's already a market but people need to you know make sure that they can deliver the products we identify those companies such as technology risk and and with our skills we 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 kind of help them to reduce the technology risk and then can kind of evolve that right but beyond that you know at least from our fund you know we we don't provide any new different models in the in the in the in the in the, in the financial side of it mm-hmm. you uh, you start one of the things you mentioned earlier on was about looking at companies Uh, which are building in india for the indian market and companies building from india for a for a global uh, customer base um uh, what are some of the ways in which uh, their uh, biggest go to market challenges are changing today 
So uh, I'll take examples, right? You know, let's say uh, India for India, right? You know, Atomberg is a prime example. When we looked at that company, we looked at where the you know how the company can achieve their goals, right? There is a huge scale, right? You know, mid to bottom of the pyramid, there is a need, energy savings, and the huge scale, and there is an IP, strong IP from the company, right? That's India for India for us. Where IP is there, we can have we have the scale, they can achieve the goal. And same with the chakra innovation, and where India for India equation comes into picture, right? Mm -hmm. So, and India for global, there's there's multiple you know examples in our in our in our, uh, our portfolio. Um, you know, Play Shifu is one thing, and uh, and you know we have uh, Bellatrix Falls on both sides actually, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, you know, um, Entropic is one more company that that does you know both uh, <clears throat> in India as well as global, mostly global. Kali Logistics, which is part of the second second portfolio, mm -hmm. they have both India for India, which is initially they had success in India with all the airports and other things, which is a logistics sector, and they go to they go to global right now. They got you know good global clientele as well as we speak. Secure Things is one more company, right? So, so and recently we also invested in a company called Gram Cover, which is the mm -hmm. insurance for you know you know uh, uh, villages and. Uh, 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 and in, in India itself, right? And uh, there, there's a, there is a lot of potential. Uh, we are we are seeing that area as well, especially from the uh, from the fintech perspective. It's a technology-driven insurance uh, uh, provider, right? You know, uh, for villages and you know, other, and and crops and other things as well. Yeah. That's for India, for India for India uh, kind of equation. There's a lot of huge scale as well there. Yeah. yeah. And just to add to your GTM point there, right? Your GTM question, I think obviously India to India versus India to global GTMs are slightly different. Some shift happened during COVID, right? While the pandemic was there, you know, in terms of face-to-face -face meetings, etc. Right. So I think some of it went remote and more digital as opposed to when during normal times. But largely, at least, you know, we have not seen too much of GTM change uh, since then, right? So I think obviously as companies grow and scale, it has to evolve and they have to add more and more channels of sales, uh, whether it's geography or whether it is, you know, uh, the, the size of the customer segmentation wise, etc. Yeah. In terms of the global customer base, uh, is it too early to talk about whether those customers are beginning to accept uh, made in India you know, engineering products, uh, because many of these companies are just beginning to, you know, uh, sell their products, or maybe they will start beginning to sell their products, maybe in a year or two, what's happening on that front? Absolutely. I think, you know, that we are seeing tremendous success, right, across many of our portfolio companies. In fact, we have a bunch of companies in our portfolio that are either already selling more to outside India and particularly developed markets, than in India, right, as a percentage of revenue. And some are on their way to probably do more than 50% of sales in the developed market, right, over the next one or two years. So, yeah, I think uh, uh, India is slowly sort of evolving from a pure services uh, tech play to IP-driven, product-driven tech play. And obviously, SaaS models help a lot, right? It, you know, you put it on the cloud and then you can sell it to the whole world, right, from India. So certainly, you know, we see, of course, there's still a long way to go. And I think it, uh, we will see very good growth, just like we saw on the services side over the next five to 10 years from India. Right. So there, I would say there are a couple of reasons people look for probably the so-called flipping, right? They call, you know, when, when, when people 
are ready to go to the global markets are they getting traction they tend to change their uh, at least the model world that they they wanted to change their their presence right they they into the, to the us or uh, developed country right you know from the from the presence perspective the acceptance is coming the initially people look for some sort of a presence in terms of sales office and and other things right but having indian india headquarters seem to be acceptable now slowly getting acceptance there but you need, when you have strong ip that's where the concerns may be coming in a little bit right where you know the ip protection may not be as strong as it should be uh in in some other locations and stuff like that will come in from mm-hmm. from the investors perspective that's when people might ask you to change the location a little bit right so mm-hmm. we are seeing that model hopefully that gap will also get filled in the future from indian perspective right mm-hmm. pretty interesting and from your own uh, vc firms perspective um, i mean if you throw the story forward 3 years 5 years uh, down the line um, i mean i would imagine at some point of course you would look for uh, for your next fund as well but that apart overall uh, what are you thinking in terms of uh, what you would like inflex or to evolve into say over the next 5 years so our our view is india has got great potential as far as the technology talent and the, and the entrepreneurship and and we would fill the gap where you know we would look at the entrepreneurs on the and the and the technology side we will fill the gap by providing the required capital and helping them to evolve to the next level and as the as the ecosystem evolves in india we'll be part of it we are very very bullish if you ask us our goal we should be viewed as a leading technology vc in india in the next 5 years Hmm. Very nice. Uh, really in- interesting conversation, gentlemen. Thank you again for making time for this. I definitely hope to keep the conversation going. Thank you, Hari. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Hari. Thank you. That's it for this conversation. You can find all our podcasts at forbesindia.com and on your favorite podcast apps. I'm Hari Arakali. Thank you for listening.